In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you unto us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rationale with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Guten Morgen, guten Abend, guten... Ooh, my German, I need to brush up on. Beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, um, welcome to the Double Edged Sword Podcast Ministries. Um, good to have you again. And if it's your first time that you're listening, I'm 150 gazillion percent sure that you're going to love the message you know why? Because God is giving this message through His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. That's why we love to hear the Word. We love to hear the Word of God. Because our souls that have been sanctified by the Holy Spirit yearn to be fed on the Word of God. Your words were like a food, as the psalmist says. So welcome again, and thank you for your, um, for your feedback. Please don't stop those feedback, and most importantly, don't forget to share. Um, don't be greedy and keep this for yourselves. Go out and share it. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, what you whispered amongst one another, now go and proclaim it on the rooftops. So you go and do that, and, um, and I'm sure that God will work his amazing, glorious uh, ways and plans and, and miracles in the hearts of those who are listening. Christians or non-Christians, if we have friends listening to this um, to this post podcast, welcome and um, we we truly welcome you and we pray that uh, uh, you know uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, who is the Savior of the world, who is the Son of God, will enlighten you, enlighten your minds, enlighten your hearts, that you too can perceive and understand and accept His way, His truth, His life. Glory be to His name. This is the second episode on, um, or is it salt of the earth? Salt, isn't it? Salt, yeah, but we're talking about salt. So Stephen and, and Adrena what is it miming like um what is it? yeah miming this is we're going to talk about light it's going to take a while until we reach light but we're talking about the salt of the world jesus in matthew chapter 5 verses 13 to 16 um instructs that you to his disciples are the salt of the earth or the world but if the salt shall become insipid pachta bland what with what shall it be seasoned it is fit for nothing but to be thrown out and be trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city built upon a hill cannot be concealed. Last um, segment, or last, uh, yeah, last segment we spoke about um, 
understanding and define defining salt and as we said we don't need to reinvent the will the wills have been invented uh, bishop uh, marishudad of merv of hadath hadatha a palestine arab village in you know the year 850 850 ad has defined salt some of the characteristics of salt Salt, he says, he writes, possesses many powers. It gives a taste to the insipidness, the blandness, the pachetness, or the boringness, or the inactive, inactiveness of a life. And we know that the world pertains to life. And we read from Colossians chapter 5, verses 5 to 6, chapter 4, I'm sorry, verses 5 to 6, St. Paul instructs, walk in wisdom towards them without, without, that means outside the church, and that's what we focused on, those who are not in the church, those who are not in Christendom, those who are outside of the church. And redeem your opportunity and let your speech at all times be with grace, as it were, seasoned with salt and know you how you ought to give answer to everyone. And we concentrated more on speech, the tongue, what we say can be bland or can bring savior flavor to the lives of those who um, are not with Christ or those who are with Christ and we're going to talk about that today and how we can um, we can be a a flavor to those in Christendom in the church who are a little bit bland in their lives James chapter 3 verse 6 now the tongue is a fire and the world of sin is like a forest and this tongue which is one among our members mars or defiles our whole body and it inflames the series of our generations that roll on like a will and it itself is on fire what we're going to concentrate today is now to those who are within to our christian brothers and sisters how do we become well no i shouldn't you know i i'll rephrase that we are we do not become jesus said you are not you will become not you may be not choose to be no you are and we ascertained from our faith to our baptism to our life being called christians we are the light of the world so how do we sometimes or the salt of the world but in christendom in our in our christian life our brothers and sisters at times maybe even our own lives we see that truly there is a lot of insipidness there is a lot of blandness pachuta, in our christian life all right so today we're going to talk about those within within the church within the faith brothers and sisters I'm going to say it again. Brothers and sisters, not friends. You know, I'm sure you've noticed when I welcome everyone, I welcome our brothers and sisters and friends. Why do I stress brothers and sisters? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? Now, if we're going to talk biologically, I don't have a brother. So I, this doesn't apply to me. Only the term sisters will apply to me. But when we say brothers and sisters as Christians, we are talking we are referring to those in Christianity. And it's very simple, very simple. Paul sets it straight in Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 to 27. And this is how we are salt. For you are all children of God. So, if Stephen and Adrena and myself and you are a children of God, how? By faith in Jesus, the Messiah... So for all children, because we have faith, 
and those who have been baptized into Christ have put on the Christ. So we've all had, we all have faith. We have been baptized. We become the children. If we are all children, then we are brothers and sisters in Christ. So we refer to each other, brothers and sisters and sisters. Now, if there is no faith in Christ, the Messiah, and no baptism, well, then that person becomes our friend because that person is a fellow human being. And we love and we respect and we pray that they too one day will come to the knowledge of truth, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, the truth of God, which is only seen in Jesus Christ, and are put to death with Christ to, to gain or to receive that glorious title, the adoption of children being the children of God. So, as I said, we refer to we are referring to those within the church, within the faith. Do we, let me ask a question, do we as the salt of world, salt of the world, not, not become, as the salt of the world, that means we are, do we provide flavor, savior, savor, I'm sorry, a taste of life to each other? Let us always keep in mind, beloved, as Christians, children of God, brothers and sisters of Christ, co-heirs with Christ of the glorious kingdom. You know, when I say these words, I get goosebumps. Co-heirs. You know, who's the richest in the world? Let's take, um, what's his name? Microsoft. What's his name? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Just imagine you're a co-heir of his inheritance. <laughs> you're talking billions of dollars, right? Which is perishable. One day, it will mean nothing. The stocks, Shibu and what have you, will mean nothing one day. St. Peter sets it straight. Everything will melt. But we try to fathom this. And if you're driving, stop, because I don't want you crashing, God forbid. You are a co-heir with Christ because of your faith and your baptism of the glorious kingdom of heaven that God has prepared for all those, for his servants, for his good and faithful servants. But we have an obligation to one another. In Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, we read, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance, the person, the persona of a brother or sister, or even of a friend. Not only in the Christendom, even of a friend. So to answer our question, how... Do we, as salt, become a flavor, a taste of life to others? Bishop Mar Ishudat comments, salt constricts, tightens, compresses, and dries up. What does it drive up? Dry up? The dampness that parents, that is the parent of slackness and pu uh, or rottenness. So, Salt has this effect that it, it, it compresses the dampness, and dampness causes the, the salt to be slack. Let's talk about that, slackness, and this is where we, all, where we all fail, where we all drop the ball. One of, one of many very, you know, significant areas of our Christian life, our Christian obligation, our Christian duty, our Christian gifts, where slackness is exhibited 
And I believe the main reason for this being complacency, you know, this uh, this fire engine is trying to compete. I'm just going to raise my voice, you know, until it goes. There you go. It's gone away now. Here we go. So one of the very significant areas of our Christian life, obligation, duty, gift, as I said, where slackness is exhibited. And I believe, as I said, in the main reason for this is being complacent. Complacency. And complacency in praying. This is where we become bland. And if we are bland, if this salt of God, of Christ, is bland, how are other people going to be flavored? Complacency, Saint uh, or Marishudad comments, is the killer of zeal for life in the Lord. When you become complacent, you know, that first step you take... Uh, you know, I'm not going to pray tonight because I was in Bible studies. Yeah, this Sunday I'm going to miss church, you know. Let me tell you how credit card works. It's going to finance. You know, I think they, they, they psychologically create it. The minute you miss one payment because you have plenty of credit and you're going to make the next payment, next thing you know that you've accrued so much credit that it's out of order. That's how it works. You become complacent in not paying. When we become complacent in our Christian life, especially in our prayer life, and I'm going to tell you why I'm saying prayer, not attending church, reading the Holy Scriptures, etc. No, in praying, that one time you miss, that one time you're reluctant, nine out of ten times, that's the beginning of complacency. Someone said, if you don't feel like praying, pray. Make sure you pray. Specifically when you're tired and you're laxed and you don't feel like praying, get on your knees and pray. And I'm going to give you an example of a very simple, effective prayer. Prayed with, all the, with the heart, with the soul and the mind. Why am I saying prayer, beloved? Because praying is entering before God's presence. Now, this, it's not, this topic is not about praying. We're talking about being salt. So how do you become salt? Is First of all, you need to be praying. If I'm going to encourage someone, be a flavor in someone's prayer life, if I'm not praying, how am I going to be doing that? Someone said to me, Rabbi, um, why is it that some people are effective with their messages and some people are not? And I think this is the reason. When you believe in something, when you truly believe and you practice that something, that's the time you become really, really effective. If I found a, a medicine or a medication or a solution to coronavirus, let's say, for example, and it's worked on me and I truly believe in it, I'm ready to lay my life for it, I will be so much more convincing than when I think it's going to work. You know, take a try, it may work. When you truly believe in something that you say and you do, you will be more effective. When your prayer life is on fire, and prayer life not meaning, you know, constantly repeating, oh Lord Jesus Christ, oh Lord Jesus Christ, oh Lord, you know, the name Jesus Christ is such a powerful name for those who continue to, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I, I have an issue with that because I believe the name of Jesus shutters, demons shutter in the name of Jesus. You mention it once, once with zeal with sovereignty with respect 
it works once. You don't have to continue to uh, repeat the name of Jesus. So when you're praying and your prayer is, is, is on fire and you're constantly entering God's presence, then you can be effective. You can, that's your salt in someone's prayer life. So prayer life is entering before God's presence in order to communicate, to speak, to consult verbally, spiritually, mindfully with God, the almighty creator of all things, visible and invisible. You can be reading the Gospels cover to cover, your Bible cover to cover. It could take you a week, a week. In one week, you finish your Bible and you continue doing it. But when you're not talking to the Lord, when you're not entering God's presence, then there is something lacking. It's like last, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the program on fasting. Fasting must be accompanied by praying and must be accompanied by reading the scriptures. If you're only fasting, not praying, not reading scriptures, it's just the spiritual diet. That's all you're doing. You're just dieting. If you're reading the scriptures and you're not living the scriptures, it's only academia. You're just learning a lesson. If you're just praying and not fasting and not reading the Holy Scriptures, well, you're talking to God. You're just, you just want to talk to God, but you don't want to listen to God. So that's why prayer is the most important, and I think one of the most important facts in our lives, that we need to um, be on fire so that we can become that salt, that flavor, that tang in someone's prayer life. In prayer, there is an act. Now, keeping in mind, this is for those that are within. When we pray, we adorn God. There is adoration. We confess. We confess our sins, our frailty, our unworthiness to be even calling God our Father and mentioning that, that precious, almighty, majestic name of God in our mouths, our defiled mouths. I was talking to a friend and Every now and then he forgot that I am a priest. He would throw in the F word and he goes, thank God, but thank God. So I'm thinking from that same mouth, the F word comes out and then God comes out. You know, St. James says, how can from a fountain both bitter water and good clean water come out? All right. So prayer is adoration, is confession, is thanksgiving and is supplication. There it is, acts. All right. So to become effective in someone's prayer life, our prayer life has to be on par. And we're going to talk about how we do this. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7, Paul writes, and Paul writes, Rejoice in our Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And let your humility be known to every person. Our Lord is need. Do not be worried for anything. Listen to this. Do not be anxious. Do not be worried for anything. But always, look at what Paul says, not attend church, do good, Give alms, help the needy, no. But always in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known before God. Now, as blissful, as tranquil as it seems, it at times becomes burdensome. And that's where we become inconsistent. And it doesn't take any effect. So what do we do? You know, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. When I read this verse, I thought, well, 24 hours a day, I'm going to be on my knees praying and praying and praying. Well, obviously, no, to be realistic. That's not what Paul is saying. And we're going to talk about that. So then being the salt of the world, an effective salt to those within, we need to bring flavor to the prayer life of others. If our Christian brothers and sisters 
are not praying, then how can you claim that you have a good relationship with God? It's like me sitting here and calling Stephen and Adrena, you guys are always going to be the guinea pigs, right? Calling Stephen and Adrena and saying, listen, let's just come together and read the gospel and everyone read by themselves. No communication, no discussion. How is there growth in that? Unless I, we read, we pray, we read, we discuss and we build each other up. So our prayer life, examine your prayer life. If your prayer life is not on par with the scriptures, well, then you cannot be effective. But if it is, then there's the salt. That's what Jesus says. Now you are that salt that will give, that will make effect, that will preserve that brother and sister who does not have the, that active prayer life. How? How? Believe in the power of prayer. Trust in the power of prayer. Be persistent. Be pers persevering. You know what is it? Aladdin said to Jasmine, do you believe me? Was it? Do you trust me? All right? Twice he said it. First he said it, and then the second time he said it, he gave himself away. He said, do you trust me? Do you trust in the power of prayer? Keep a regular prayer life. We have our personal life, private prayer life. We have our public prayer life. Now, this is not just about praying. This is just, just looking at being that salty, that 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 tangy that flavory salt in our prayer life so that we can tell us you know if i if i when i'd say to people just pray um it sometimes comes along as yeah that's just a, a cliche rabbi everyone just says that. just pray just pray but when you say listen let me give you some examples pray truly pray i've been in this situation and there's no other way but praying and consistently praying and persistently praying and perseverantly if there's a word perseverantly praying and waiting for the god for god to to uh, reply so we have our private prayers we have our public prayers private prayers are at home and if we don't have a private prayer life at home we cannot be effective in a public prayer life. Let me give you an example of a drummer or a guitarist who's in a band. If the drummer and the guitarist doesn't continually practice at home and implement his roles, his fillings, I was a drummer, I used to drum. Right? If, if, you, if a drummer is just comes to this, that gig and just plays during that gig and has no other private practice sessions where he's increasing his ability he's not going to be that effective he's going to be bland he's going to be monotonous if a soccer player doesn't kick the ball at home and practice his soccer skills when he comes into the team he's going to be very bland but when a soccer player has perfected a certain specific skill brings it to the team then that affects the whole team it enhances the whole team and you know, the team could be winning and um, being victorious. So it's the same. If we are lacking in prayer privately, then our public prayer will not be um, not be quite effective, if I may say. So believe in the power of prayer. Give testimonies. How do you become salt in someone's prayer uh, prayer life? Give t give your testimony of how effective and consistent prayer life has reshaped. Your spiritually. Let me give you a specific example. And I always remember this when I talk about prayer. There was at one time in my ministry, I was truly um, confronted with an, a, a challenge. I would be on my knees every day, every 
afternoon, every eve, every time I thought about that challenging circumstance, I would be on my knees. And trust, not trust me, trust God. God just made it, he just fixed it. God's perfect time. And now sometimes when you're praying, yes, things get worse, but continue. Continue because God has a perfect plan for you. In Psalm chapter 55, verse 17, At evening, at dawn, and at noon, I shall meditate and speak and make my voice heard. So become that salt in someone's prayer life. Because if a person is not praying, as I said, has no relationship with God. There is, it's like when we just, you know, some people say, oh, when I go to sleep, I always do the sign of the cross and sleep. Excellent. But just imagine I see you, and every time I see you, I've waved my hand, and I don't say anything. I don't even say hello or peace be with you. The next day, I just wave my hand, and it goes on for months. What are you going to think? There's something wrong with Rabi. Because he's not speaking. It's the same. Talk to the Lord. Go into the presence of the Lord so that you can be effective. Bear each other's burden. Paul says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, Bear the burdens of one another, for in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. We need to be concerned about one another. We need to be concerned about our Christian brothers and sisters in our churches, at home, our parents, our friends, our cousins, our relatives. We need to be. We need to carry that burden. And how do we do that, beloved? How do we do that? We bring it to Christ. Come unto me, all you who labor and are forced to bear burdens. How do we bring it to Christ? Through prayers. Do we pray for one another? You know, we're quickly, we're ready to quickly, myself, I stand corrected. I stand rebuked. And I'm a little bit hit with hypocrisy. I'm quick to point a finger at someone and say, look at this person's social media. Look how this person is being is dressed, how this person, you know, conducts him or herself, as opposed to bending my knees and coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, help this person. Lord, deliver this person. That effective prayer, Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, him, her, sinners. So, beloved, to become salt in the most effective way in someone's life is to bring that person, bring flavor, bring tang in that person's prayer life encouraging come to prayer groups you know we don't have that we should establish a prayer group in the church where we just come and pray yes we have our vespers we have our matin prayers which is early early morning we have our morning prayers but personal reflection where we come together um, some of the crew from the saints peter and paul parish in sydney um, will will recall that we, we the core group of that parish would come together in prayer we would be praying for hours and I specifically remember one night, we prayed for about an hour and a half, and we prayed for rain. When we stopped praying, we didn't pay attention. Ninos Haroon, if you're watching, says, hey guys, do you hear that? We said, what? It was pouring outside. It was pouring rain. Now, this is not one of those, oh, maybe I saw a vision. No, it was actually pouring. I have, I have six other people to testify that, yes, it was pouring. Through prayer, we have caused people to come to Christ through prayer. So, to be salt, we are salt actually, 
Have a look at our prayer lives. Let's examine our prayer lives so that I can be that tangy salt that can preserve the rottenness of someone's prayer life and that that person we bring in the presence of God and cause that communication to be between that person, that brother, that sister, and God himself. To whom be glory, now and at all times and forever. Amen. One last thing, please also don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. If you'd like to suggest future episodes or give us detailed feedback, please visit the link in the description or on our Instagram, linktr.ee forward slash double edged sword. God bless you all.